Hello and welcome to Meanwhile in the Falklands. It is episode 70. Whee! Episode 69 was last week. I'm Hannah, by the way. We haven't introduced Oh yes, ourselves. I'm Kyle. And Tom. They, probably, <laughs> they, they know who we are. Yeah. The only three here at the moment, because Paula is still art and pottery gallivanting. Yes, yes she is. She's, although she has informed us that she has bought a art and pottery cardigan. Oh, so she's in full art and pottery mode. Oh, I'm hoping she's... she brings like a potter's wheel. That's also a that good idea. Be, yeah. That would be good fun. That we can do a ghost scene. <laughs> 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 Stephen Paula doing ghosts. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Be quite nice. Talk about making FITV see, inappropriate. See, <laughs> I, I imagine that's all. That's what they've been doing the entire time they've been away. Just every day, just doing the scene from ghosts. Was that what uh, Steve's birthday surprise <laughs> for Paula was? <laughs> On a side note, actually, when I was at Paula's the other day, I noticed that she started painting her pebbles. Do you remember, oh, do you remember yes. she mentioned about this new yes, hobby she she's got? I had a little cheeky look. They're really good. She's been painting pebbles, like a mountain of them. She's quite an artist, isn't she? Sorry, that was a bit and of a tangent I, there, I was going to ask, why were you breaking into Paula's house? I wasn't. Well, there, there, was, there, a reason, there, well, there was a reason, and it's very exciting. Listener, if you have been following FITV for many a year, you will recognise the name Caroline Scott. Yes. She used to work for FITV in 2011, I'm going to say. A while ago. ago. One of the first years. One of the first first lot to come in, and um, I collected her from the airport. Yeah, you did. Because she's down to help organise a country festival that we are running on the 26th of October. Yeah, so if you're interested in country music, we've tickets on sale. The tickets are being printed at the moment. So they are on sale. Well, we have the the copyright to the music, don't we? Because the band's coming down through us. Well, how about we take a brief pause and put a segment of the song in? Yes, what a great idea. This. Bring. That was the East Lonesome Drifters, who are coming down, flying down to the Falklands to uh, mm. take partake in our country music festival. They look so cool. Have you they seen do. the clips? The clips we've been using for them in the Watson Guide in our show. They've got washboards. They've got yeah. all sorts of it's things. It's like country. A mandolin thing. <laughs> it must be quite hard like that because they're in all the cowboy country. Oh, definitely. They must get so I mean, warm. we were getting sweaty on the sofa this week when we were in our power suits when, doing uh, the show. That I'm doing our 15, <laughs> 15 billion different takes of it. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, to be able to actually sing, dance, and yeah. strum. Can I say that? Yeah, I'm yeah. saying you that. You can say strum. How can you do that? I don't know. In all that gear, mm. under all those lights, with 101 million people watching. Especially with all the adrenaline going mm. as well. You it's probably get really just worked up and warm. Dedication yeah. to country music. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Dedication well, to music. Caroline is a very big fan of country yes, music, she is. I must admit. She. And she was very excited. When I picked her up, she was very excited to come back to the Falklands because she hasn't been back in six plus years. Yeah. So we went on a little tour and she had a little head out the window. You know, like a dog, <laughs> a little puppy dog. Her Coming, hair was flowing. Yeah. Going, that's new, that's different. I remember that. Yes. It was oh, very but, funny. No, it's yeah. nice. She's been in the office a couple of times and it's nice to see her and kind of... And seeing her reacting to how the office has changed mm. and how... She's a very bubbly human being. She is very, very bubbly. It's like very, very. another Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> But I think but, uh, when you first come down, apart from Carl, maybe, when you first arrive to the Falkland Islands, you are very excitable and it is all new. You're soaking up so much. Mm. When Remember when I first started? I, Katie, and well, because I came down with Katie. Yeah. 
both of us were like, oh, let's do everything, I want to do everything, da da da. Enthusiastic. Yeah, Whereas exactly. Kyle <laughs> just came down and sat in his sat in the living room and whacked out the Nintendo yep. Switch. It's like whatever. Got on the game. This is just another place. <laughs> whatever. It's all okay. <laughs> but now quickly getting back onto topic from our little <laughs> from our little side adventure there. Um, the show was filled with sports this week. Yeah, we did like every single sport that's available in the Best conference. Best our listener. Who is our Steve, listeners? isn't it? Steve, I think it's Steven. Is it Steven? Steve or Steven? This is for you, listener. And if Steven. you're still yeah. with you're still us <laughs> on podcast 70. Yeah. Which, quick round of applause for Steven in case he is still there. <laughs> well We've done. We've got lots of sports for you in the show this week. Yes, what oh, we, we don't actually know if he subscribes to the actual <laughs> show though. This is the thing. Probably listens because we've got loads of sport for you. Yeah. Well, you both were taking part in different sports. Mm. Tom was up at NPC. Yes, I was. Doing some rugby, <laughs> getting all hot and bothered with some money men, <laughs> as he said in the show. Yeah. Which is the best introduction to any sport ever. Especially considering it was said by you. Yeah. 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 I did that on purpose because yeah. I was like, I think Kyle would quite like to say this cue. <laughs> So it was a fun cue to be to be given, actually. We were going through, actually, again, slightly off topic, but we were going through um, looking at the show this mm. week and just sort of correcting some of the mistakes. And one of the uh, one of the tips I have for Kyle was just sometimes a bit more enthusiasm in his voice. But actually, to be fair, during that cue, enthusiasm was. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> there's. <laughs> I, I have slight interest in big money muddy men, but other than that. It's okay. <laughs> uh, but no, the rugby was great. It was the um, third game in the Dragon Cup series between the newly formed Falkland Islands Rugby Club and the Mount Pleasant Combined mm. Services team. Um, the Mount Pleasant team had won the previous two games, so there was nothing to play for, yeah. really. But, but pride, let's say, this time. Um, we're still short a couple of players. A couple of the big players from like the first game, Falkland Island mm. players, um, have moved on. They were on contracts and and various other reasons. Uh, so we had to take in a couple of ringers, which was very fortunate because um, we've got three of the Mount Pleasant uh, Fijian rugby players who are phenomenal at rugby. Uh, if you've ever watched any Rugby Sevens World Cup, you'll know Fijians pass the ball round in a very unorthodox way. It's very much a, whoop, uh, having fun <laughs> up over the top. Just it's, you watch, uh, you watch like the home nations and you see them with like the specific skill, whereas Fiji, it's all about being strong, being fast, yeah. just getting the ball to each other however you can. But they were a great laugh and really good sport and they stayed around with us after and we had a drink and a chat and a catch up. And it was really, really good fun. It was the most competitive game that we've had as well. Until the last 10 minutes, it was 22 all. Oh, and wow. record breaking. Yeah. Record breaking as well, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So it was 22 all in the last 10 minutes, we were very tired and the Fijian players came off and people like me came back on and our defence became very weak all of a sudden. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they, ra they ran in a couple more tries at the end. So that was the extra 14 points, ended up 36-22. Well done. But great fun. But as Hannah says, record breaking and it took us three games to get there, but a Falkland Island born player has finally scored a try <laughs> for, for the team. I won't say his name, but uh, he, was, he was over the moon with it. Check out Falklands in Focus this week to yep. uh, to hear who it was and hear from him though he did call a try a touchdown you can tell he's a football player he had to correct himself mid-interview uh, oh my god I'm say listener can you tell that Carl and I have stayed very quiet for that yep. probably two minute monologue as we know nothing about nothing rugby, about rugby. <laughs> oh, we're not very small. Oh, god. but anyway oh god. enough about rugby Hannah yeah. the night before Hannah's that also been oh, yeah, getting I've been, sporty I've been very sporty I had a very exciting time actually I got to borrow a very, very small shirt. Which fit? 
Which fit? Which, which which fit? It was a child size. It was a junior <laughs> Raptors ball hockey shirt. Mm. But actually, it's the first time I've ever played ball hockey. As the listener may know, if they've been following us for a very long time, Carl's predecessor, Katie, yeah. was very very into our hockey. Yeah. Couldn't tell you which hockey ball hockey. Was, I think it, it was, was ball, ball hockey. hockey. Um, so she would go and do all the different sporty hockey events and things, and she was in the league and all mm. sorts. I. I have no clue about it. <laughs> when I was younger, I remember I had um, a gum shield. Don't know yep. what for. I think we played hockey like once or twice in PE. <laughs> that was about it. Um, so we went down. You and I went down, didn't we? And, yes, um, indeed, yeah. It was good fun. It looked like you got on pretty well. I, uh, <laughs> I was very slow. I think, do you know what it was? I, I like, like, I like yeah, doing yeah. a quick sprint. I can do that. But being able to dribble a ball and hold a very big stick that's slightly too big for you round some cones quickly... Very yeah, difficult. it's difficult. The and then at one point, I did supply. hit the leisure centre floor very <laughs> loudly with my stick. Uh, <laughs> so if you're listening, leisure centre, please did, don't find me. Yeah, did you leave a dent? <laughs> did you like cause some damage, or was it just a big hole? I got one of them in. One ball got into the goal. One goal is it a goal? Yeah, it's I, a I'm goal, guessing yeah. it's a goal. Don't yep. know the terminology for it. Managed to get one in, but it was good fun, and all the ladies really enjoyed themselves, and everyone was very sociable yeah. as well, which was quite. It nice. looked like it was a good fun time. And I, I don't know when we first got there. I remember saying to Tom, "Oh God." Everyone looks like they know what they're doing. <laughs> all these girls are going in with sticks yeah. and, you know, had all the shin pads and all this stuff. And I kind of thought, we were oh my, I thought it was yeah, going to be like beginners, yeah. women's, you know, beginners, women's hockey tryouts kind of for people who don't really know what they're doing. But there, were, but there were a there couple were a of couple. like that, yeah. There were a couple. Um, I think Marcus had a bit of a laugh at me, <laughs> at my expense, shall we say. But I did, I did enjoy it. Don't know if I'll go again. I might go again. yeah. Again, um, if you want to hear how Hannah did and Marcus's reaction to it, should you mm. do ask him in the interview. Yeah, well, I did. I, when I interviewed him, I was kind of like, well, what do you think? Yeah. How do you think my ball skills were? Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to get that in there. Uh, and he gave me... He gave, I think I did quite well. You have to yeah. watch the show to yeah. find out um, what he thought of my yeah. uh, technical yes, skills. I'm yeah. going to say ball skills again. Ball skills. Um, but but it, was, it, was, it was good fun. I yeah. enjoyed it. And I think the ladies did. They're hoping to set up a... Um, Sort of a, a women's, a or yeah, a women's, a women's ball hockey yeah. league. First ever mm. women's ball hockey league in the islands. Oh wow! Which should be Very really good. good. And they had a lot of interest as well, which yeah. I was yeah. I was impressed with because it was on a Friday night, five o'clock, straight after work. I thought mm, maybe I should have made it a bit yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. Seventeen women showed up. That's, that's well, great. Which considering is really it's like good. four or five yeah. aside, isn't so it? So I'm thinking that Kyle should be doing a <laughs> similar thing, but with a different sport. We should maybe throw I him should. into a different sport. But anyway. Um, so this weekend I was at the badminton tournament, um, not playing, just Bravo. just watching Cop and out. filming every <laughs> everything. Got way too much footage. I got back to the office, had about two hours worth of video clips. But um, no, it's it was like a heart attack. Yeah, yeah. it was quite a heart attack. <laughs> when it I does at, look good though. Yeah, it does. It look does. Good. But, um, but no, it was a lot of fun. Everyone seemed to like like, like they were enjoying themselves. <laughs> I was very impressed actually that. There seemed to be some players in there that I didn't think played. Like Rafa was, yeah, was down there. Right. You got an interview with him. Well, I yeah, didn't right. realise he played badminton. Well, he was no. he was saying to me that he just he start he went to the badminton club meeting on like the Thursday before, and they were like, "There's a tournament. You should come." And then he turned up to the tournament. But it sport like that needs people like that. Yeah, who, it does. Because uh, I find I don't know about you. Whenever I'm doing a new sport, I'm, or if I try a new sport, I'm a bit like, "Oh, yeah, nervous. I don't know how I feel about Everyone's this. very good at it. I'm terrible at it." Yeah, and then yeah. I'm like, "Oh well, I'll leave them to it." So he Whereas, he does dabble though, because two years ago in the badminton tournament, I played against him. Did you? Oh, really? I beat him. Did you? 
Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha. Well, I, think, I think he was saying he plays football and stuff as well. Yeah. So he is quite sporty and quite. Yeah, Rafa, yeah but Rafa's Rafa's an infamous footballer. Really? Yeah. yeah. Racket sports can be quite different, though, they to can that be. kind of stamina. Yeah. I know, obviously, you, you need that stamina and yeah. stuff, but like right, techn- yeah. the technical skills yeah. are, can be quite difficult. Well, like, like he said in his interview, they were playing badminton for five hours on the Saturday, so you need a. Oh, for, wow. for a tournament like that, you need the amount of stamina you need is absolutely ridiculous. Well, yeah. It's a draining day, and you've got mm. to concentrate when you're on the court. It's like a bit like a chess game, thinking about where you want to hit the shuttlecock and where you need to hit it again, and how to react to your opponent team and everything. And yeah. it was but, a shame, I thought, because the weather was so nice uh, that weekend. I know, I was so. And you were stuck inside. I all was of stuck them. inside. I mean, ideally, in the ideal center. world, you'd have a badminton court outside, but here, yeah, because of the weather, nice, but, it's too windy. Mm, yeah, I, I. It would be an absolute nightmare trying to bait badminton in the, in the wind down here. But I did but manage to get out in the sunshine. I did. You did. I you did. Were, you I managed to get out for, for the motocross. How was yeah, that? Yeah, no, it was really, really good. The weather was perfect for the first round of motocross. Loads of people turned up. A lot of the riders had shifted classes. So you've got four classes, Pee Wee Junior, Clubman and Expert, based on your ability and your age. Yeah. Lots of them had actually shifted up to Expert. So the Expert class, there was about 13 of them going for it. Oh, it's a all real competitive yeah. race now. Yeah. yeah, all on such a narrow, narrow track, do you know? Um, but it was, it was good because I didn't manage to film the Pons track last year because I think Katie picked it up on mm-hmm. that race. Um, and the track was actually quite interesting because you had the smaller track for the Peewees and the Juniors and then over the other side you had the adult track which was slightly bigger and more bends yeah, and yeah. things like that. Although there weren't any jumps. My oh, favourite is the jumps. <laughs> my favourite, I think, out of all of the motocross I did last year was Long Island. Because yeah, you've got the really long beach. Everywhere. There's jumps. You see them coming across the beach. It just looks visually really, really nice. Yeah, I was going to say, Long Island is kind of a place, it's a place I want to go to before mm. I leave. Just based on your report yeah, from the motocross last year. Yeah, it's definitely worth yeah. worth going to. Really nice place. Bit of a drive out. But I was so impressed. This, this time around, so many people turned up. Oh, really? How many yeah. people there? Well, there was about... 13 in the clubman, then you had about nine in the um, nine in the clubman, 13 in the experts. There were only three in the junior class, but the peewee class had about four or five. Do you know, it, it was quite a yeah, good yeah. turnout, and, and little Harry was in there again. And then you the like, you get the people mm. who come with the, uh, the races as well, I guess. And so yeah, a lot good. of people just go and sit in their cars, turn up, watch out their car window, don't even get out of the car, watch for a little bit, go, because it's a long old day. Yeah, they start at 10, and they don't finish till about three or four, by the time they've organised all the bikes mm. and people have problems, do you know, and they've got marshals and it's really well organised. So yeah. go to the motocross. If you're in the Falklands, <laughs> go and watch the motocross. Mm-hmm. It's definitely worth it. Definitely worth it. It's a shame that you can't watch that kind of stuff live over the internet. <laughs> What's a great link? Ah, oh, that, was, that was a very that was good link. seamless. Seamless, <laughs> seamless link. link. Yes, I know. Well, I don't know. In the UK, I think you've got stuff like Red Bull TV yeah, yeah. and things like that. And they've got channels dedicated to all these different extreme sports. Yeah. Um, but here in the islands, yeah. it's as a bit we more difficult all to know, internet that kind of stuff. is very, very yes. slow. Very, very expensive. Yeah. Megabyte allowance is really expensive but i would have thought it actually maybe one of the most expensive I've, internet providers yeah. in the world in the world definitely. yeah because uh, we're so far away and it beams up from a satellite am yeah. i right in saying yes, that indeed, yeah, yeah. but they are they are trying to change that slightly like we were invited to a press conference the other day where they're talking about doubling doubling the megabyte um, allowance for some packages and then having a 10 percent increase in price which has caused a little bit of a little bit of a stir yeah, in the community. <clears throat> 
Uh, so obviously Kyle and I were at the mm. press conference, but Hannah, just hearing that piece of information, so your megabytes are doubling, but your price is going up by 10%. Uh, how, how do you just like off the cuff feel about that? I think to be honest, two of the packages that are, are staying the same yeah. cost with an in, a slight increase, but not doubling, mm -hmm. um, which is fine. I think there should really be an option to say, well, you know, I'm gonna stick on my current plan. Yeah. I don't want to have to pay my extra 10% for double the megabytes. Yeah. Um, but then again, you've got phone contracts, things like that in the UK, things go up, yeah. charges go up and you've got no, no say about it, yeah. short of ending the plan early, but then you have to pay a charge to, to leave. So I think to be honest, it's probably a good thing. The, the amount of megabytes we get, we pay 170 pounds for 45 gig. Yeah, a is that a month? A month. A month. Which is, Which well, list, I say list, we pay, yeah. <laughs> listener, if, if Dean's listening, <laughs> Dean pays. <laughs> well, I was going to say, yeah, listener, but do not uh, do not check your, your headset or anything. You yeah. did hear that correctly. Yep. £170 pounds yeah. a month yeah. for 45 limited yeah. gigabytes And then if home. you want a booster, I think you're looking at another yeah. 50 to £80 pounds on top. Yeah. If you run out before, because it... It doesn't roll over either. No, if you don't use your, if you don't use your allocated allowance for that month, you can't roll it over to the next yeah. month, which I think's. But but I mean I understand that on the expensive side mm. of thing. But no contract I've ever had in the UK has ever rolled over. But then yeah. again, it's been unlimited, so it yeah. doesn't mm. really matter. But my phone contract, for example, I used to get like five gigabytes a mm. month on my phone. But at the end of the month, that wouldn't roll no. over to my next month. That would die, and mm. my five gigs would start again. Yeah. Um, so as much as I understand it with the expensive yeah. side of things down here, um, I, I don't see it being abnormal that the megabytes don't roll over. Yeah. yeah. I just think also that, but even phone contracts down here, are yeah. so expensive yeah, they are. they're extortionate it's one of the one of the things they said because we asked questions about the um whether there was going to be anything within this press conference we're going to ask if there's any changes going to happen to um mobile mobile phone mm. data packages and they said no because there had been a surprisingly low uptake of 4g packages why is that because it's so expensive yeah exactly oh absolutely yeah absolutely which the... is when you're talking about I mean, just as a, without taking on a contract, if you're on pay as you go, it costs 15 pounds a month for 400 megabytes, mm. which is probably up there. So it's five, so what, three, four pounds per 100 megabyte, which has to be, most has to be one of the most right? expensive. Because yeah, be. I mean, I pay 20 pounds mm. on top of my pay as you go in the UK, and that gives me 20 gigabytes, mm. it's a pound mm. a gigabyte. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think also I'm surprised that Shaw haven't, started doing these bundles where you can do, right, I'm gonna get, say you've got a family, two two mobile phone contracts, yeah, yeah. my internet, yeah. all in one here. I think they were well, saying that they've done do packages like that yeah. in the past, I'm, haven't they? I'm glad, I'm glad you said mm. that actually, because it's one of the questions I raised in that mm. press conference, whether they would look at incorporating the broadband package and the mobile data package for your phone mm. as like one as one bundle, as not one pop, as, as yeah, yeah as not maybe maybe not as like the same the same package. Mm. But hey, if I get this for my home, this for my phone, and this for my phone, and I buy it all at the same time, Discount. can I get ten yeah. percent yeah. off? Yeah. That yeah, 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 yeah. And they said they, as Kyle said there, they they had looked at that before and they did have it. Um, but then they changed some stuff, but they're thinking perhaps they're going to get those packages back in. But it's funny and offer because those back, at, back at home you've got stuff like Sky where you get your internet, internet your TV, TV and phone, phone all in one. Yeah, all in one package. All in one package. Or they'll, they'll say like with BT and yeah. things like, oh, we'll charge you this much for your router and X, Y and Z. But if you 
get our mm. the the bigger packet the bigger package you get the more discount you yeah. get and yeah. I guess that's probably why they're saying the platinum plus yes. um, package which I think is unlimited is it un- unlimited well, it's, 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 it's a close, crazy it's amount it's just like a big amount mm. yeah. it's like yeah. 700 the, the price is staying the yeah. same but they're doubling their yeah. th- their data allowance talk, which is fair, fair but fair then news. talking about the expense if they're doubling or increasing every single data package then there's nothing stopping people from going oh I don't want to pay 10% more so I'll drop down to a cheaper package that will still have a similar amount of data mm. to what I already have so this was something that we were talking about um, in the press conference they said that so the, it's done as Hannah alluded to at the start of this in packages so you have starter and light which are the basic ones and then you get bronze bronze plus silver gold platinum platinum plus those are those are your bought packages and 67% of people in the islands have bronze and above but what they don't really say is that most people have bronze mm. like that's the main package mm. but as long as you have above bronze so a bronze plus silver mm. etc it is actually if you don't want to change you know you were talking about the start there Anna about mm. the the option of like trying to retain what you're currently paying yeah. if as long as you're on a bronze plus or silver or above then it is financially and megabytes beneficial for you to drop down a package. So the silver one that you're on at home at the Mm. moment, 170 pounds a month for 45 gigabytes, is now becoming 190 pounds a month for 90 gigabytes. But if you drop down to the uh, Bronze Plus, which is now becoming 52 gigabytes, so it's four gigabytes more than what you're currently Mm. got at home, but it's about half the price. Mm. It's about half the price yeah. of what you're paying because it's about 100 quid. Yeah. So there is, as long as you're not on bronze, which the majority yeah. of people are, <laughs> there is a benefit. So if you do want to, as you say, sort of retain they, that, they're probably you trying can drop to get down. people to jump up. Jump up. Yeah. That's probably the. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, let's move, anyway, on, move on from megabytes because yeah. I think. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of expensive things, mm. if you're trying to do a master's degree, that also is quite expensive. Yes, but indeed. if you're living in the Falkland Islands, oh. you can possibly apply to the Chevening Scholarship. Do you know what? this? Uh, I When I first came down here, I was quite shocked yeah. at this. The Falkland Islands government, I think we've probably discussed this many a time on a podcast, fund further education mm. for, um, for everyone going to everyone university. Everyone going college. to university. And they don't have to, it's not a loan, they don't have to pay it back. Yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's, a, it's a bursary, it's a grant. It's a bursary yeah. effectively. So they Go don't off, have any, what you want. any student debt or anything and like that. And they don't even have to come back here and work in the Falklands for a certain amount of time or anything like that either, do they? You have to have, you have to, no, you don't have to, yeah. but you have to have you have PRP to, have, to Yeah, you have to have lived here and yeah. have citizenship here. Yeah. But it's not like, oh, we'll pay for your, it's not any, like an apprenticeship, but it's like, we'll pay for you to do this, and then you come back and work in the Falklands for... However, but, but that is that is one of the clauses with the Chevening scholarship, mm. though, isn't yeah. it? But I don't know. I was going to say I don't know whether the Falklands government will fund your masters, no, or whether it's no, just degree well, level. Yeah, well, that's study. why that's why the Chevening scholarship is such so good because it funds your entire masters degree and gives you money for rent and food and all sorts. But of how much how much can you you get from the Chevening? I'm not, sh- I'm not sure. Well, we because talk- I, I know with some of these scholarships, when we looked at the Stanley Services yeah. um, scholarship. A couple of weeks ago, there is a cap to how much you can yeah, get, and it's okay. something like five thousand pounds. Which doesn't. If you look it. at your, if you look yeah. at masters and how much they cost, they're about thirty, forty well, grand. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. You know, so you're yeah. looking. But yeah, depending, depending on where you do it, absolutely. Because mm. I know, for example, in the UK, if you want to go on and do a 
do a master's, the student finance, England student finance, have now taken on board where they'll give you a £10,000 loan, mm. but it has to be paid back and it has to be paid back at a higher interest rate to your undergraduate de oh, degree. That's, I just um, but, it's a, but it's a way of funding it that didn't exist before because when I was at uni, I lived in my second year with a master's student. Mm. We had to fill one of the rooms in our house. And this was before student finance took it on and he had to get a loan from Barclays. Mm. So he had a £10,000 loan from a bank, which yeah. I'd much rather be dealing with student finance than a bank where things are so flexible yep. and they could be changing your interest rate like that and they could be really coming for you. Whereas student finance is a government body. So yeah, yeah there are some issues in that, but you also have the reassurance that it is a government yeah. body. I just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm probably living in hippy dippy land, but I think education <laughs> should be free. Yeah, it should to be, be honest. And I think with the with the masters and with a degree, automatically you are restricting the type of person that can apply for that. Yeah. Do but you know what I mean? The class of, and mm. I don't think that's fair because I had pe people I went to uni with who weren't weren't that well off. Do you know? And were borrowing money from the banks, yeah, had yeah. mega yeah. loans, overdrafts. Yeah couldn't go out and do things yeah. and it was yeah. it was quite sad to see do you know struggling yeah. to actually do yeah. a degree which do I don't you, think is right to play devil's advocate as I love mm. to do do you think though if you made education especially further education completely free it would devalue the education like people wouldn't value it as much because it is just something that's there a bit like say for example would you say it's slightly devalued down here as people don't have to think about the money I think it depends I, I think it would show though in the the grade you got when you came out of the degree yeah. do you know what I mean you could you could as an employer I think you could probably have a look and see right okay yep there may be 200 people who've got masters now but we only want the people that have got the we only want the tip top do you know yeah. you can tell the ones that just did it for a, yeah. a jolly a free ride yeah as opposed to people who actually took it quite seriously yeah. yeah but also it's not just about that that masters that degree whatever you've got to have the experience alongside it Mm, and you could tell, I think you could tell by the state of someone's CV yeah. and when you interviewed them, well actually, yeah, they may have this master's and they may have done further education yeah. at X, Y and Z, but outside of that, yeah, they've yeah. done no and extra... I think, yeah. And I think to drop my devil's advocate <laughs> position <laughs> here to completely and utterly agree <laughs> with Hannah, um, the fact that now so many employers have on their must <laughs> requirements an yeah. undergraduate degree or a master's degree. Or mm. if, if, in bulk, if the bulk of employers are going to have as a must-have is a master's degree in business, mm. despite the fact that, say, you don't have a master's mm. degree in business, but you have 10 years of business yeah. experience mm. and you have a portfolio to show, but you don't qualify because you don't have mm. that master's. If it's becoming a must-have requirement, then surely, surely it's something that should be free. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, employers have to drop mm. that and they have to take yeah. experience equivalent and But a lot of the time, they will say equivalent. Yeah. Mm. They'll say, oh, mm. you need a degree and 10 years experience in the field. Mm. Or something. And you have to be 21. And you have to be 21. <laughs> and you must drive. And you must drive. <laughs> you must have a driving license and you must right. read the job application yeah. properly and include all of that in your covering letter yes. and CV. But um, <laughs> at any rate, if you're in the Falklands and interested in doing a master's degree, Apply for the Achieving Scholarship. It mm. will cover your master's degree and rent and food and all sorts. Do you have to be a Falkland Islander status holder I or think PRP? So, yeah. Yeah. You ha you ha it's open to people around the world. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I had a brief look at the eligibility criteria mm -hmm. and I think it's as long as you're from a select, a select few countries and you don't hold British citizenship, then you can apply for it. Okay. But, okay. Yeah. And yeah. It's, um, I think it's mainly for Commonwealth and yep. dependent countries. So anyway, swiftly moving on, Tom's got a new radio show that he's yeah, been doing I this do. week. <laughs> <laughs> My first 80s and 90s show on Falklands Radio on Wednesday night. 
had a great time. Oh, that's you, good. Sorry, find... I had a, a face of shock because I was like, oh my God, I can't remember the songs that I was going to sing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just about to ask, did you struggle to find 80s and 80s and 90s songs? Uh, or? No, to think of them off the top of my head, yes. But <laughs> as soon as like I started looking through the playlist from 80s and 90s, I was like, oh my God, that's as, a great song. Oh my God, the, that's a great song. Oh my God. <laughs> as soon as you found the BuzzFeed article that was like top 10 songs from the 80s. <laughs> uh, shut up, it was time, <laughs> it was time out actually. Yeah. <laughs> But no, there were there are some absolutely fantastic songs from the eighties and nineties. Yeah. I think I do prefer the eighties though. I'm yeah, saying yeah. it. I'm saying it. I've been having put the songs together and had did my two hour show. I was like, I preferred the first hour of that, <laughs> definitely. Uh, but I wanted to ask you guys actually for a song each for my uh, for my show next week. Eighties and nineties, Hannah first. Oh God, I've done a confusion. <laughs> I've done a confusion. I can't remember. Like one of my songs was "Come On Eileen" because that yep, was an awesome. That was song. the eighties one. Was that the eighties one? Yes. What but was my nineties one? I don't one? know. The Dexys. Dexys Midnight, Midnight Runners. Runners. Yeah. Yep. Very good, classic song. Classic. Everyone sing song song, sing song song. Can I yep. say that in the yeah, pub? Yeah. Everyone loves it. Yep. Um, and my other song. I can't remember off the top of my head, so we will go to Kyle. What's your song? Oh, so we've God. got one from the 80s. Uh, my 80s song, I'm just going to say Africa by Tono because that's the only one that... <laughs> that's, the, that's the one I saw on Google when I Googled it. So and it's the only Kyle, one I've still got my mind. Listener out there, Kyle despises <laughs> the 80s. I so do not despise the 80s. If you were born 80s. in the 1980s, raised in the 1980s, or listened to 1980s music, or liked 1980s films, Kyle hates you. I have nothing, no problem <laughs> with the 1980s. There's lots of 1980s things that I like. I just can't remember any of them. <laughs> Now the problem is there's too many 90s songs. Right, yeah. What, yeah, what about a 90s mm. tune? Ooh, 90s song. Um, and, we, and I mean ending in 1999, not your very fair comment of the fact <laughs> the 90s didn't enter until 2005. <laughs> oh God, now, see now I can't remember any 90s songs at all. What, Don't worry, I'm looking at the list right oh, now. Oh, let me see. So let me look at the list as well. Surely you got something like "Take That," and you got. Um, there you we got, go. Hit me, baby, one more time. Let me spin. What? That's a classic. Classic '90s. I love that song. Terrible '90s. Song. No, that's a good song. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm. I've, 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 well, I'm gonna go for my song because I know one of our friends and avid listener, Elliot, likes to. Uh, oh, does he? Know? Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go for "Semi Charmed Life," Third Eye Blind. Third Eye. Oh, Third Eye That's what I'm going for. But oh, I, I, to be fair, there's a lot of '90s songs that I love. Like yeah. '90s hip hop is. I think, what I like. Yeah. The thing, um, I think the thing about 90s songs is that I never know the name of them, but as soon as they come on, it's like, oh, I know what that song is. Yeah. Chic. Yep. Chic as well. Is 90s chic, chic must be 80s. 80s. I would have thought 80s. But it's difficult mm. with Chic because Chic have spanned like four or five decades mm. now. So it's like, when did they release the music or when were they just playing yeah. it? Um, but no, Chic is a great choice. Yeah. Um, I was talking to Nick Roberts, who previously did the um, 80s and 90s show. And he was saying how every other week he would do a theme. And I've been struggling. I was like, what on earth? What do you mean by themes for the 80s and 90s? And he said one of his was leather and lace. Oh my God. And I was like, that, that sounds a little bit like it should have been on the last podcast what episode. What would you for that? Uh, he, he said it was, like, yeah, it was very rocky kind of thing. Well, we were having a conversation earlier that it was a continuation of a conversation you had last night, mm. actually, of uh, trying to figure out when what decades bands are from yeah. and what bands came before. So I don't think you should answer the question, Hannah, mm. but I think you should pose to the listener the question of the two bands and uh, which yes. came Who okay. came first, Beach Boys or the Beatles? I don't know. And there we go, so not to answer. And it's all within not... a matter of years, I'm going to say. Be you've got Beatles, Beach Boys, Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin, all that lot, in a space of like a year after yeah. each other. So you have to you have to figure out 
who comes where on who the comes, list. Who comes where? Who took inspiration from who mm. is yes. the big question. Who stole whose ideas? Yes. <laughs> but anyway, if you have an amazing 80s or 90s yep. song that you do love, mm. and um, albeit you might not listen to Falklands Radio, you can listen online. So 8 till mm. 10 o'clock on a Wednesday night, Falklands time, you can tune in to me anywhere in the world <laughs> talking absolute nonsense yep. about 80s and 90s songs and just playing music I like. But if there's anything you want to listen to, do let me know and I'll be pestering Kyle and Hannah more. Yeah. Definitely. And we'll songs. forget every single 80s song. But this is the problem. Again. It's years. Like, I know what I like yeah. music-wise and I could be like, oh, that sounds really good. And that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. If you ask me what decade it was Not in. Not a clue. Yeah. Not, Not a clue. Not a clue. But speaking of things from the 80s, a couple of weeks ago, or was it last week, we watched Apocalypse Now. Oh, yes. And you're close with the 80s because I believe Apocalypse Now came out in 79. <laughs> Almost there. <laughs> but thank you for completely breaking my, breaking my link into well, the next topic. Well, you've had a couple of really good links today yeah. and I was like, actually, I want to rain on your parade. So what I was going to say is that we watched Apocalypse Now and there's a new film coming out that's being compared to Apocalypse Now that Hannah's quite excited about. No, but I, fact, I, I am very excited about this new film. But also, you guys had never seen Apocalypse yeah. Now. But what? The we're we're going to skim over that because it, it was great. I've we popped our cherries. Okay. <laughs> but now I've seen it and the first time I saw it was in the cinema, which is the best way to see it. So True. And it was the final cut edition, which exactly. was very, very good. But no, Ad Astra, mm -hmm. Brad Pitt, spacey sci-fi film. How on earth can that be compared to Apocalypse Now? Well, apparently it's the, it's the space version of Apocalypse Now. Or it's, As, uh, it's, what do you mean? <laughs> the, the Elaborate. Quote, the quote I saw from McClitic was that Ad Astra does for space what Apocalypse Now did for the Vietnam War. So, wow. But I think there is a military team there because I yeah. think he was... He, I, I haven't... I'm not like you guys. I don't read up tons on it because I quite <laughs> like to be surprised when I go in the cinema, but I think there's a military theme there yeah. as well. Um, Brad Pitt, obviously, recently, been in a lot of good films. Yes. Yeah. What did we go see Once the other week? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, he was in that. Tarantino film? Yeah. Very good. Very, the very film good. was a bit odd, but he was a very good character, and he's a very good actor, and he's yes. very versatile. So. And I haven't seen him around him much recently. No. He's going over well, his divorce, yeah. probably. He's, yeah. He has to get some money off and get divorced. <laughs> but he did, so, he did some quite but, average films, yeah. let's say, for a little bit. Though, that being said, one that completely got skipped out of the cinema mm. really quickly, and that I watched last year for the first time with my dad, Fury. Fury no, is a good film. that is such a good film. Fantastic, fantastic. Probably, film. probably my favourite war film yep. ever. And yep. I and I can't believe that it's been skimmed over by so many critics. Yep. And the fact that it went silently from cinema to DVD and mm. and it just disappeared into the, mm. like, Fury is just a good film. the the film is amazing. Mm. It is so good. And Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Yep. Like, and also, I'm gonna say it. One of my favourite favourite actors, Michael Pena. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Pena, yes. Love him, love him, yeah. love him. Yeah. End of Watch. Yeah. Absolutely good, good film. Yeah. With, with him and Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't know if you guys have seen yeah. that, the police guys. Yeah. Such a good film. And he's actually, some of the, I know sometimes he can be in goofy things yeah. that aren't that great, but when he does a serious role, really good. But this is the thing, I think Pena is so versatile mm. yeah. in the fact that he is goofy and funny, but mm. in, a, in a serious film, oh my God, does yeah. he turn it on? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. And he's in a lot of war films, actually, yeah, surprisingly. I love a good war film, though, me. I don't know why, <laughs> yeah, but I, I, just, I, I love a war film. Yeah, yeah. So Fury's one of my favourites. Yeah. Brad Pitt in Ad Astra looks looks great. Go and see it. We're going to watch it. Go and see it. And also coming out in the cinema down here is uh, two films I'm very excited about. One of which is Joker, oh. which Tom yes. I'll probably leave for Tom to talk about. But another film that I'm really excited about is a film called The Farewell, the which is... Go on, hit us. What's it's, The Farewell? So... It's based on it's based on a story that um, the director made for uh, the podcast This American Life, 
years and years ago about when she she's a Chinese American woman mm. and about when she went back to China with her family due because her grandmother was dying and her grandmother was dying of cancer and the whole family didn't tell her that she was dying of cancer and made up that they were going to have this big wedding for the, for her cousin when actually they were going over there to kind of say goodbye to mm. her grandmother who was dying and um, it's got Aquafina in it. It's got um, sorry, few... who, sorry, what was that? Who? Aquafina. She's a, a Chinese American rapper. Ah, cool. She um, a rapper. Yeah, she she's in the film in Starling Lol. Apparently, she's very very good. And this is why um, Carl knows nothing about music because he doesn't <laughs> do Chinese American rap. <laughs> Maybe uh, you should put that on your 1890s show, Tom. <laughs> but see what I can it's, find. <laughs> it's get, it gets to the amazing views and it's um, the views and apparently it's quite a touching and emotional story. So oh, okay. I've been keeping an eye on it for a while. But that, that really brings us nicely actually into what you were up to this week. You were yeah. in the cinema, weren't you, with um, oh, yes. Neil Golding? Yeah, Monday night. It's the first time that the Harbour Light Cinema has been hired out as an events venue where he did a... Um, he was down on a very very similar time to you, actually, uh, Hannah, down at down in South Georgia, doing some work, some coastal mapping work mm. for the South Atlantic Environmental Research Institute here, based in the Falklands. Uh, he was there for a month, and he put together a uh, a slideshow and uh, a short video for uh, for an audience, and did an hour talk on his time and his work in South Georgia to a sellout, sellout. crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Sellout crowd. Well, it, minus one technically because my camera took up <laughs> one seat. Uh, <laughs> Almost sellout crowd. But had uh, had the governor in there and oh, wow. yeah, yeah, and uh, it went went down really, really well. Oh, Some technical good. technical issues, but the cinema is such a great yeah, venue for stuff mm, like that. Is. So uh, I don't know what we would use it for, but I think we should hire it out and <laughs> just give a talk. do a talk for something. Yeah. <laughs> just do a live podcast according. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, they should air they should air Falklands and Focus in there every day as well. <laughs> <laughs> Go see us on the big screen in full in full uh, HD. In full HD. Oh, please no, please no. We see us on the big screen enough. Oh, it's alright. No, I awful. hate that. I hate that. You right. you. You lucked out on that. <laughs> Just before I literally go in late to every movie. Because I can't handle it. If you don't know, FITV do the uh, hello, um, turn off your phones, here's the fire exits, please be yep. quiet, film's about to start thing. for uh, And a plug for FITV, of yep, course, at the start course. of every film. So uh, we, we deliberately hang out in the, lo in the yep. lobby before, before going in because it's just so terribly awkward. <laughs> but I think we've rambled on quite enough now. Yes. Um, kind of been all over the place a little bit. So I'll, we'll talk a little bit about what's coming up in the show next week. Yeah. We're going to the cathedral to see some pets get blessed. I'm taking my pet taking to get blessed. Cat. I'm going to take my cat, Jimmy. What do you mean pet get blessed? My pet is going uh, to get blessed in the cathedral. It's... A service for all creatures, yes. great and small. So you can take any pet you own, whether it be a sheep, whether it be a cat, whether it be a dog, whether it be a hamster. I'm taking Kyle. Kyle, <laughs> 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 oh. I'm going no, to no, get you blessed. That's fine. I mean, I don't know if I can walk in there without bursting into flames anyway. But it's worth a shot. So it's you, worth a shot. If, if the listener wants to see something funny with my cat, trying to get my cat blessed without it yep. running around and running right. Mm -hmm. Watch your show next week. Yeah, and while we're doing that, Tom is going to be out in the fields cutting some peat. Uh, hopefully, yes. Hopefully. I'll be embracing... It is a bank holiday weekend mm. this weekend because in the Falklands we don't have some of the uh, the UK bank holidays, but we do have Peat Cutting <laughs> Monday <laughs> where the people take the day off in celebration to the wonderful earth that used to yep. fuel the fire of their homes. Um, so and have you done peat cutting before? I've never done peat cutting before. Well, so that'll be interesting then. One of the classic Falklands traditions that, uh, that I wanted to do during my time down here. 
I have shorn a sheep uh, in that I, I got the got the shearer <laughs> and, and, and did one little thing and then was scared that I was going to cut the sheep. So <laughs> in my opinion, I've shorn a sheep. Um, <laughs> and now I'm going to cut Pete and that's carrying on ticking off my Falklands bucket list. Though the weather's supposed to be awful. Yeah, so that's, it's not to be fair, guess. very in keeping actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no better time to do it than in proper Falklands weather. Yeah, very true, very true. <laughs> and to quickly go back to sports, you, you both were going down to the pub. Very early in the morning. Tomorrow. Oh, lordy, yes. Five o'clock tomorrow morning, Very isn't big it? game. What is the game? Argentina versus the UK. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. England-Argentina, five o'clock mm. in the morning. Um, which Bacon butties, though, Bacon are going to be yeah. made, so that is good. Which, as you can imagine, is going to be a very interesting yep. affair in the Falkland Islands. So, uh, yeah, five o'clock in the morning, oh, though. Yeah. I'm already yawning just <laughs> thinking about it. I struggle well, getting up at seven for work. <laughs> It's okay, Carl, we'll get you to be designated driver and just oh, drive right. us down. I'll just feather you around. Yeah, that's so cool. you can uh, get up at the same time. <laughs> all in this together. <laughs> but anyway, that is our show for this week. If you would like to watch our, if you'd like to watch Falklands and Focus, which is week 449 this week, you can find us on KTV. Do we, have we figured out which channel it is? Oh, it's between 800 and 900. It's, look, they, on, look on the 800. On my, te- on my TV at home, it's like 803 on the TV here, it's like 810. It's all over the shop. But 844 yep. here is the HD, which is obviously mm, yep. the far the more important one. Yeah. <laughs> Look at 844 and scroll around for any other any of the other channels. on Or 800. just watch online. Yeah, or watch online. Watch which online, do, subscribe, pay us some money. Yep, yeah. on Feed website. us for the week. Come on. <laughs> Feed the capitalist uh, society, which is television. And if you want to listen to more episodes of this podcast, you can find us on SoundCloud or on iTunes. Go listen to the first episode yeah. and see how we've changed yes. and yeah. blossomed. And hear how feminine Kyle said that. I think he was called, <laughs> yeah. called Katie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but anyway, that'll do, do it for us. Goodbye. Bye. That'll do it for us. <laughs> see you. Wow, are we?